Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Hammer Time 1987 podcast, the podcast where all we do is win. I'm joined by a transformational co-host, Garrick Wright. Garrick, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's been a while. Yes, we are back from our summer hiatus, and a lot has happened. It sure has. (laughs) None of it good. (laughs) Rarely is. Today's show, we'll talk about Donald Trump being indicted again in D.C. and in Georgia. We've got our current president who uses fake email accounts. Goes by the name of Robert Peters. Hmm. We have the GOP debate that happened (laughs) without Donald Trump. We have our good friend, Brother Nathaniel, discussing John Hagee. Yeah. <laughs> we have Tucker Carlson. We have the Barbie movie and what that means for our culture. Not good. <laughs> Is COVID making a comeback? All this and more. So, Garrick, welcome back to the show. Well, I thought maybe we would start in reverse order. Would you like to start with Brother Nathaniel? <laughs> <laughs> Or we could build up to that. I know he's sort of someone you really kind of have to take a deep breath with. So, well, you know what i I think that he's I I, don't, I can't think of a better way to start than with <laughs> so let's do that. <laughs> so for context here, Garrick, uh, there's a man by the name of John Hagee. He's a televangelist. Oh, I know. And I don't know if you've had any prior viewings of him or aware of him in any way. But he is big on Christians being united with Israel. Yes. Yes, he is. And I did some research on John Hagee. He said some pretty wild stuff. Uh, just to give you a taste of some of the things that John Hagee has said, he sort of suggested that Adolf Hitler was uh, Catholic and was... Hmm. I can read the quote here exactly from John Hagee. Let's see here. He said... He said that Hitler's anti-Semitism was derived from his Catholic background and that Hitler was a spiritual leader in the Catholic Church, which I've never heard before. Uh, so, so, I don't know. He may have been brought up in a Catholic household... And then I, I believe what he's alluding to uh, is that the Catholic Church kind of made, I don't know, I don't want to say deals with them, but kind of ne- yeah. Neville Chamberlain. Right. With them. It says that Pope Pius XII encouraged Nazism, uh, which I don't, I guess it's a, like you said, there sort of was maybe a, not a promotion, but a... An attempt to appease. Correct. That's exactly right. Uh, Hagee also blamed the Catholic Church for instigating the Dark Ages, claiming that it allowed the Crusaders to rape and murder with impunity. Anyway, Hagee got in trouble for that, eventually apologized. Uh, he, interestingly enough, he did say that... Uh, he was talking about Jewish people, and he claimed that or at least insinuated that the Holocaust was due to the Jewish people's disobedience of God. 
And of course, he didn't say very nice things about Muslims. He said that Islam commands violence, which I think maybe it does, but he got in trouble for that. And he also had something known as the Blood Moon Prophecy, hmm. which gets a little too detailed here, but he was sort of suggesting that certain lunar eclipses indicated a biblical event about to occur back in 2015. So he's a character. And he kind of looks like Ted Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. Uh, so <laughs> Ted Kennedy's not a good guy. So anyway, Brother Nathaniel does a video on this, and he's talking about what you have to do in order to achieve salvation, particularly baptism, and sort of how Hagee gets that wrong. So let me uh, just fast forward here to the video, and then we'll get Garrick's feedback on what Brother Nathaniel has to say here. Right. Yeah, for me, kind of a rag. Only except the man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. St. Peter on Rewind, when accusing the people of crucifying Jesus Christ, the Israelites cried, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, St. Peter replied. The Bible says it. That should settle it, but Hagee doesn't believe it. It's secular states that win him over, not spiritual states of mind. The second sign of Christ's return to earth is the shocking and amazing rebirth of the state of Israel. I grew up as a Jew, schooled in the synagogue. We studied Zionism. My father was not a Zionist, and the only shocking thing about it were the political intrigues, the bloodshed, thefts, assassinations, and militaristic oppressions on the colonizing side. Even today... <laughs> and he goes on from there. Uh... <laughs> oh, I know he goes on. <laughs> so let's just start there, Garrick. Do you agree with John Hagee that one of the second greatest miracles is the creation of the state of Israel? Uh, I'm sorry, rephrase that. Uh, so, Hagee is saying that, well, I could guess I go play it. The second greatest miracle, one of the greatest miracles, is the, the creation of the state of Israel in 1948. That that's a sign of God's creation, if you will. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me go back and I'll uh, play the clip again, and, and maybe that'll do better justice to what Hagee actually said here. The yeah. sign of Christ's return to earth is the shocking and amazing rebirth of the state of Israel. Okay. I grew up as a... So he's saying yeah. it's a... Uh, okay, so yeah, so that's what I thought. He, he, he was saying that it's a sign of... Um, it's a sign of Christ coming back. Um, yeah, there's a lot of prophecy in the Old Testament um, and, and the New about uh, the state of Israel being... Um, being reestablished uh, before the uh, second coming. So, yeah, I do agree with that. Okay, so let's see. <laughs> uh, all right, so let me just play this one other clip then from Mr. Hagee and then Brother Nathaniel's response. Still says... Yes, that day was May 14th, 1948, at the rebirth of the state of Israel. The greatest miracle in the history of the world. Au contraire. Some say the greatest miracle was water into wine. Others, the healing of the mind. Or a 
every miracle of Jesus combined. As a former Jew, I'm now a believer in Jesus Christ with an Orthodox Christian state of mind, kind of like St. Paul. That's the greatest miracle of all. Okay, so <laughs> so I guess what the brother Nathaniel is saying is that the miracles of Jesus are, uh, I guess, surpass what John Hagee is sort of suggesting here. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not quite sure the context of what Hagee was saying. It's a miracle. It's 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 amazing that for uh, let's see, nineteen hundred years. Uh, the state of Israel was non-existent, and then it re-emerged against yeah. you know what any of us would be able to predict. Right. But we were we are told that that was going to happen in the Bible. Um, you know, obviously it's by godly providence. Um, America, I mean, you know, the creation of the world is a miracle. The creation of man is a miracle. Uh, the flood yeah. of Noah was a miracle. So, I mean, the resurrection of Jesus is a miracle. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I guess the brother is suggesting the state, creation of the state of Israel is not a miracle, um, or at least his interpretation. Um, I, I would just say, like, I obviously only have a certain experience, but I never actually heard that very often in the Catholic Church, that like the miracles that were discussed was not the creation of the state of Israel it was the other things, but maybe that was just a flaw in their teaching. So, yeah, I mean, I, I call uh, a suspension of uh, natural law for to prove the supernatural, to prove godly uh, power as miraculous, i.e., uh, a resurrection from the dead. Right. Right. Um, Walking on water, that that type of thing. Um, whereas the reconstruction of or reestablishment of the state of Israel came through about in a natural sense, uh, but it was all by divine providence. Okay, well, fair enough. In another video that we won't play, uh, Brother Nathaniel uh, says the Jews should be singing Hitler's praises because the state of Israel would not exist without Hitler. So, <laughs> I'm 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 going to leave that one yeah. alone. <laughs> As we all should. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let him eat the uh, consequences of that. <laughs> I really should see if you could come on the podcast. That would be something. <laughs> well, Garrick, something that was discussed in conservative circles was the Barbie movie. Yes. Yeah. I did not see the Barbie movie because I did not. I'm a 36-year-old male. Yeah. Same here. So, uh, however, there were people who did see it, and they said it was one of, the woke, one of the most woke movies ever made, one of the most anti-man movies ever made. And people have said, well, what does this really say about the culture? And what does this specifically say about what young women think about men, particularly millennial women and younger? And apparently there's a scene in the movie for, you know, they, the girls are taking porcelain dolls and hitting the dolls over the head saying, you know, we are not mothers, which of course is implying abortion or a pro-abortion message. Yeah. 
and then Barbie's doctor is transgender. Oh. And Barbie goes to the real world, and of course it's the patriarchy and the evil men that are oppressing women. And, you know, just basically the whole movie, men are evil, stupid ogres, basically. Yeah. And the concerning thing that people have said is, like, if women believe this and they don't even blink an eye watching this, what does that really say? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that we can see why uh, so many marriages uh, don't last. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Walsh said feminism is the most destructive and murderous force in the history of the world. Oh, well, yeah, the divine feminine. You know, <laughs> <it's>, uh... <laughs> but I guess here's a question. Should we take a movie seriously? It is a movie. It's entertainment. Some people said, oh, they love the choreography and they love the singing. And I mean, do we think that the movie represents where the culture is or is it just a movie? Well, I I think that anything in popular culture uh, is both a, I don't know if it's, I guess it's somewhat of a reflection uh, of a culture, but it also helps promote the next step. It's sort of like, um, it's sort of like a staggered ladder kind of thing. It's like, uh, oh, which one's first? Well, I guess... On the one hand, you know, you could say that uh, without an underlying sense of depravity in a culture, uh, you wouldn't have anything in the popular culture that would speak to that. But at the same time, I would also say that the entertainment in popular culture then helps get the culture itself to take a step forward and then popular culture entertainment takes another step and you know so on yeah 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 yeah. um so i mean this is you know this barbie movie is not unique it's just the latest in a long line of depraved uh movies slash shows slash songs um and and so I, i i think it's both a uh a reflection and it's going to further us in the way of depravity yes and people have mentioned that if this is an accurate reflection of how women view men we'll have a future in which people don't get married because why in the world would you get married right if you, why would you get married to a man if they're going to oppress you or mm. and you won't have children uh, and yeah, I mean, like you said, it would just be really ugly. The other thing politically is you can see the, the college-educated millennial woman. I mean, that generation is lost. To, <laughs> <laughs> they are lost to any family traditional conservative value. I mean, they're gone. Not everyone, not yeah. everyone, but right. as a group, they are gone. They are <laughs> the heart and soul of liberalism. Yeah, um, it, it's definitely it's you know it's what we all I, I guess kind of worried would happen and yeah, yeah it's, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope it's. I think I hope that part of it was people saw the movie because they were excited about it and 
they like the movie for other reasons and they recognize it's a movie, but pretty concerning, I think, overall. Yeah, I mean, you don't really hear much about uh, movies, you know, that come out, you know, lately. And, um, yeah. yeah, Oppenheimer was also very well received, but yes. yeah, I think Barbie definitely outdid that. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, which, yeah, I find... I find distressing. I, I, I think overall something like Oppenheimer is, uh, mm-hmm. a much more interesting thing to watch. Right. Um. And, and I've heard that you know there are some progressive, uh, aspects to that too. But mm-hmm. of course, I mean you know it is Hollywood. Right. But, um. I I think that it. You know it, it actually. I I think that Christopher Nolan who did that movie is uh, probably one of the last good directors in Hollywood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I don't know, I think I think it had a lot of an actual art to it. Um, maybe there was to Barbie too, but it was kind of a poopy art. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't plan on watching Barbie. No, me neither. So... Uh, but interesting side note about Oppenheimer, which I just, this is incredible to hear. So the, the Buffalo Bills had a former coach, Marv Levy, who's still alive, by the way, 98. Oh, dang. Still alive. Ralph celebrated his 98th birthday. Wow. And what's interesting, apparently he still has most of his mind with him, which is even more shocking. Like he doesn't have any serious dementia or Alzheimer's or anything. That is weird. <laughs> um, but what's funny is... He was having dinner with Steve Tasker and some of the former Bills, and he said, uh, hey guys, I don't know if you know this, but I was hired by Robert Oppenheimer to coach Southern California in 1962. And they're like, what? He's like, yeah, Robert Oppenheimer, the guy in the movie, Oppenheimer, hired me, or at least had some type of, he was big at Southern Cal or wherever the school was, and said, he I went in for the interview and they hired, I had the talk with uh with Oppenheimer and Marv Levy was hired to be the coach. Huh. Isn't that something? That is. It's wild. Was he like president of the university or he something? He was either president or on the board or something like that. Who, and, huh. and that's the way that Marv tells the story, that he had an interview with Oppenheimer and he got the job. Well, you, you never, I mean, you say that he didn't, doesn't have Alzheimer's. I don't know. But. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I, I guess that could be a story, but it does seem kind of a rather specific story. But Huh. Boy, that's something. Interesting. 1962. Man. Oh, yeah, and he was old at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like in his 40s. That much, I guess, really isn't that old. But still, he was in his 40s in 1962. Well, yeah, well, he was older than we are right now. Yeah. yeah. Man. I know I'm not living to 99. <laughs> Yeah, so interesting story. So we'll see what happens with the culture. Garrick, do you think it's been circulating in the blogosphere and social media that COVID is coming back? We're going to have mask mandates and lockdowns and booster shots, and we're going back to the way things were. I just can't believe me that that they would try to pull this off again, but what do you think when you heard that? Uh... Pretty surprised. Um, I, I kind of thought that we were past this at this point. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's... I don't know. It's one of those things. It seems impossible to me that you would actually be able to scare people into this again. But, you know, you and I see it all the time. We see people with masks. I I mean, I can tell most people would... would go along with this, would abide by it. Um, I think they would get more pushback, though, than they did yeah. before. Yeah. Um, and know that, you know, we're going to talk about Tucker Carlson. He, he yeah. says that they prob- that they can't pull this off again. Right. I'm not sure about that, but, um, yeah, I saw Donald Trump. Uh, he put out, some, you know, something about how we're not going to comply with that. And <laughs> like, well... I don't know. Look at what they're doing to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <they're laughs> they have the power to destroy all of us. So. It seems that way. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I they would get enormous pushback, but you know, in a place like New York, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, at least half of the population thinks that COVID was great. You know, in terms of wearing masks and boosters in places like New York, they think everything was wonderful. They would have no issues going back, especially they can just continue working from home and get paid like they did. Yeah. So. And I got to tell you, we were able to, you know, traffic was a lot easier back then. There are definitely parts of it that I'm like, boy, I I enjoyed that. You can, you can be the new county executive. We're going back to COVID. There's too much traffic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's as good a reason as any. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to shake hands with anybody anymore, so we're going to make this up. Some people have said the reason that they would go back is for this reason, which we'll get into later a little bit deeper, but there's an election coming up, mm. and... Biden's not really doing very well. So what better way to buy off votes than to send people lots of money through stimulus checks and do the whole COVID thing again? Yeah, okay, yeah, I could see that. Um, And of course, then it's just the power, right? You you stay home, your job's not essential. We're going to throw you in jail if you don't get this shot, whatever. Yeah, and if, you know, they're trying to kill more people with their shot, then, you know, they can do that. So... I guess my prediction would be, I think they might try it in certain liberal jurisdictions. I don't think it'll be a nationwide thing. Yeah. That's my feeling. But with that, since you mentioned his name, why don't we hear from Tucker? He had a whole bunch of good things here that we've got to get into. <laughs> the great Tucker Carlson. This is about two minutes, so we'll play the whole thing and then we'll, then we'll react to it. Okie dokie. And so if your goal is to maintain power, and if you think once you relinquish power, the problem with everything becoming, the problem with criminalizing politics is the people who do it imagine or know that it will be done to them. So once you start indicting your political opponents, you know that you have to win or else they're gonna indict you if they win, right? Right. And so they can't lose, they will do anything to win. So how do they do that? They're not going to do COVID again. I know everyone on the right's afraid they're going to do COVID and mask mandate. They're not going to do that. They can't do that. If they've already been exposed, that won't work. There's going to be, no, what are they going to do? They're going to go to war with Russia. That's what they're going to do. There will be a hot war between the United States and Russia in the next year. And really? On the, of, yes, of course. They want it anyway. Um, I don't think we'll win it. 
but that's a separate analysis. But I think it's a political matter. They need to declare war footing in order to assume war powers in order to win. I believe that. And I think the evidence suggests that's true. So if you're worried about our politics getting like even more vicious than it already is and people being hurt in our politics, which is entirely possible, you should be worried about the prospect of an open war. We're already at war with Russia, of course. We're, we're funding their enemies. So we're fighting Russia. But I mean, an open battle with Russia where we say we're at war with Russia. I think that could easily happen. Uh, you know, I think we could Tonkin gulf our way into it where all of a sudden missiles land in Poland. The Russians did it. Our NATO allies been attacked. We're going to war. I could see that happening very easily. So if you're worried about that, you need to put as much pressure as you possibly can on the Republican-held Senate to force a peace, which can be done. The United States could force a peace in Ukraine tonight. We're funding one side. There is no Ukrainian army outside of NATO. If NATO withdrew its support for Ukraine, Ukraine would crumble in a day. So we are the only power in the world that can bring both sides to the table to force a peace, which will be unsatisfactory as all forced pieces are. Like each side will give more than it wants, but that's the only option. Otherwise, we I would bet my house on it. We are going to war with Russia. And of course the stakes are, are everything, our life on the planet. I mean, these are the two biggest nuclear arsenals in the world facing off against each other. So like, this is insane, they're insane. These are people who think men can become women who believe that face masks save you from COVID. I mean, these are not rational people. Would they go to war with Russia? Of course they would. Again, they want to anyway. And I don't know why Republicans don't get this at all, but they don't seem to get it. And meanwhile, Republican leaders, and Mitch McConnell's senile too, so I don't even blame him, but all this stupid Republican senators and McCarthy in the House, I mean, it's pathetic. Um, these people are all on board with the war against Russia. Why? All right. So there's a lot there, Garrick. Uh, <laughs> a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Let's just start with the big headline news. He would bet his house that we're in a hot war with Russia. I mean, that, that's World War Three. That's nuclear war, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> I mean, I don't see how it's possible. Because, you know, if you fight a war, I mean, I understand war to mean that you try to win. Yeah. And like he said, we are by far the two largest nuclear superpowers. Right. Uh, uh, so I don't see anything that would keep either side from not using that. Or keep yeah, them from using it, I should say. It's like, okay, Biden or the deep state may be homicidal, but are they suicidal? Because a war with Russia is suicide, isn't it? That's just incredible. Uh, I mean, I hope Tucker's wrong, but... I, yeah, with the, I, and you know, I, this all has to do with an, with an election coming up. I, in, my, in my mind, they don't need to do that in order to win the election. Right. Um, they can just pull another 2020. And, right. um, so, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see why they would do that. Maybe... Maybe they'll, what they'll do is they'll try to COVID first, and if that doesn't work, maybe then they'll try Russia. I don't know. It just seems so far-fetched. It does. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it sounds like a Netflix show, and that's why it's hard to believe. But 
you know, as Tucker said, you're not dealing with rational people. And that is always yeah. a threat. Um, let's say that Biden comes out and says that we need to send our troops to Ukraine to fight the Russians. Uh, you had mentioned in a text message that maybe <laughs> we would get drafted. Of course, we're too old, but as we know, they have enrollment issues. So if you were drafted, do you think that you would go or would you try to get some type of deferment or would you go to the monastery or how would you, <laughs> how would you deal with that? I'd enroll in college again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and gender studies. <laughs> yeah. I'd become transsexual. <laughs> Transgender, yeah. Um, I would do everything I can to avoid. <laughs> but I mean, I guess if they're going to force me, I'd... Yeah, I'll choose. Uh, I'll choose the Air Force. Yeah. <laughs> I'll choose the Special Forces. Yeah. Well, let's let's hope it doesn't get to that. Um, the other thing that Tucker said is, you know, he sort of mentioned this in his interview with Donald Trump, where he said, "Listen, they've been, you know, they called you names that didn't work, then they impeached you that didn't work. Now they've indicted you." The indictments really haven't hurt your poll numbers. If anything, they've helped you. Like, isn't the next step that they're going to assassinate you? And Trump didn't exactly say yes, but I think it's a possibility mm, Yeah, that they would take out Trump. Um, yeah, uh, Trump seems to have an optimism, though. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> one of his best traits I guess <laughs> yeah it is it's uh it's like you, you do realize that you're they're not gonna let you back into that white house right <laughs> well why don't we discuss this Gary you mentioned why are they even doing this like why are they indicting him like why are they gonna try to throw him in jail because they don't need to right they just rigged the election but isn't that a sign that maybe they don't have hundred percent confidence they could pull it off again because if they could just use the election then they wouldn't need to indict him but by the, indicting him and trying to throw him in jail and trying to throw him off the ballot to me it's almost like they're saying oh well maybe we don't have as much confidence in our ability to do this again uh maybe um although they seem to do a very good job of it in 22 <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it could just be uh, to create as much chaos as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I think, or yeah, set the stage of hey, well, you know, when the results come in, uh, yeah, I mean, look, this guy was, uh, in, you know, indicted mm -hmm. such and such many times, and right. and all that. I mean, of course, he wasn't going to win. You know, that that type of thing. Right. 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 Um, I'd love to believe that uh, it's the case that you are making, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little bit more pessimistic. Than that. <laughs> and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is sort of interesting if, again, you know, public polling is what it is. But if you look at the polls now, I mean, Trump is not just in random polls, in big media polls, either tied or winning the national vote over mm. Biden right now. And if that's actually what happens on election day, that would be a huge victory in electoral college. I mean, huge victory. Yeah. 
So yeah, it would certainly be. Wouldn't nice. it be something he wins the popular vote and then he, <laughs> Trump loses the electoral college somehow? That would be something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow, how did that happen? <laughs> uh, so about Trump, he has this mugshot. <laughs> Where he looks pissed. He looks pissed. Of course, he's made millions of dollars off the mugshot. I can't believe they did that. Like, they had to know he was going to make money off of this and that he was going to use it for his own political benefit. Yeah. Like, did they think it was going to hurt him? I... Yeah, I mean, I think it just makes him look more badass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you actually have black rappers that are making videos about him. Like, can you imagine in 2016 that happening? Like, not at all. Now there's black rappers, hip-hop artists, that are endorsing Trump and making videos about him. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll get the black vote up to, like, 20%. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would also be pretty amazing. (laughs) Man, the liberals would be so upset by that. Yeah. Well, we we shall see. I I try to be optimistic. I don't want to be a doomer. Um, It would be really sweet if we get what we want on Election Day next year. So it would be. (laughs) Just if no if no nothing else, I just want to see everybody's disappointment. Yeah. (laughs) Watch MSNBC and Rachel Maddow in tears. Oh, that would be so so good. That would be. It would be better than winning the Super Bowl. That's just. I would get drunk that night. <laughs> I, I think I would have to. <laughs> well, I might have to hold you to that then. That would be the thing. <laughs> we'll keep the beer in the garage and only bring it out if it... Uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Garrick, one last thing. We'll talk about our current president, Joe Biden. Uh, there's been a freedom of information request, which apparently anybody can do, by the way. Yeah, maybe we should file some. <laughs> see how the government's been spying on us. Yeah. But Biden has been using fake email addresses to communicate with Hunter about their business dealings, and one of the names that he used was Robert Peters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First, oh, that's racist, whatever that is. Yeah. That's a college football game with an Indian on the field. Yeah, Florida State Seminoles. Oh, man, and the feather hat? Oh, boy. That is Florida, so... Oh, true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the racist in Florida! Oh, Holly Rowe, you would think that you'd have a young girl doing this, though. Yeah, well, boy, she's old. Yeah. Um, so, first off, I'm shocked Biden knows how to use email. That's stunning to me. Um... It looks like he's going to be the nominee. I mean, at this point, Gavin Newsom hasn't really made a play. I haven't really heard anybody else. It looks like they're running it back with... RFK Jr. RFK Jr., yeah. They're running it back with Biden. Now, that is just so shocking to me. Yep. I I have no idea how this is... I, 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 I just... I could have never... If I... I wish that I had bet that. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh man. I, I didn't think he was going to last the first six months. Yeah. And they're going to run his ass again. Yeah. I remember, you know, a year or two years ago, we said there's no way he runs. Yeah. No way. He's running. He's yeah. going to be the guy. 
maybe with Mitch McConnell out there. Just, <laughs> just kind of like, yeah, just comatose. Maybe it's like, yeah, by comparison. Uh, <laughs> I think next time you're on like a Zoom call with work and you don't know what to say, just do the Mitch McConnell thing. Just stare. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Have Gretchen like come and just kind of poke yeah. me and be like, is there anything else here? <laughs> Garrick, did you hear the question? You got to speak up for Garrick. He's got a hearing loss. <laughs> Garrick, can you explain why these numbers are wrong? Okay, well, have a good day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> then you just like immediately write in, you know, oh, I had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Garrick, just take as much time as you want. We'll pay you still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, look at that touchdown. Oh, maybe not. Um, yeah, so Biden, they're going to run it back with Biden, and man, I just can't imagine him being reelected. But I mean, if there was a free and fair election, which I know that's a silly thing to say, but if there was, Joe Biden would not be elected president. No. So I, I saw uh, that there was a, a a poll that said that seventy-seven percent of people uh, of Americans say that. Joe Biden is too old to yeah. run again for president. <laughs> I, just, I just interpret that as basically a quarter of this country is completely insane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has no idea what's going on. <laughs> I did. There was a guy on Twitter who's you know a pollster, and he said that old Democrats like Biden, like your baby boomers and older. They look at Biden, they say, ah, oh, well, you know, he's doing the best he can. And yeah, he, he messes up and he kind of maybe has some old people moments. But we know what he means. He's a good guy. Huh. Yeah, Which, maybe they're like, hey, representing us. All right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people like me, people like us. So, yeah, but uh, this election coming up next year, I mean, you're not, I don't think you're going to have any debates. I can't imagine they put Biden out there. I mean, he's worse than he was four years ago. That might not be so bad for Trump either. <laughs> Trump just goes ballistic. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I I never, I never thought much of his debate stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not. That's not his strong suit. I, <laughs> I mean, insulting people, he's pretty good at, but just in that format, it's not very good. <laughs> yeah, it's not very dignified. Yeah, but I mean, Trump. I guess there's a possibility to be in jail. Biden's not going to debate. I mean, this election's just going to be nuts. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Back uh, 20 years ago, we probably thought that we were going to watch essentially the same yeah. uh, cadence of elections play out for the rest of our lives. But right. uh, Trump really kind of put yeah. a uh, a crowbar in that in those gears. So uh, yeah. things have changed. They sure have. All right, last thing, Gary. Let's talk about intersex individuals. Oh, dear. <laughs> Which, you know, we were watching a documentary. I wasn't really sure what to expect. Not exactly an enjoyable thing to watch. But yeah. it's basically people who have been born with characteristics of both reproductive systems. Yeah. And I guess really the question is, you know, in terms of dating or having a relationship with someone like that, do they come up like and say, Hey, by the way, you know, I'm 
you know, I sort of have a vagina, but also I have testicles. Like, that must be a really awkward conversation. Uh, well, yes, yes, yeah. it would be. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, what the folks that we were watching, um, there were three of them. One out of the three was seemed somewhat attractive. Yes, yeah. um, but turns out that she is has an XY chromosome. Right. Uh, so she's a man, but she her predominant right. or his uh, predominant uh, <laughs> uh, reproductive parts yes. uh, when born were uh, female. So you know she has a vagina, but she also had testes internally, right. Right. which they removed, saying. You know, it would be easier to uh, just kind of live life as a female, although no uterus, no... Right, right, right. But, yeah. Um, and so, in that case, um, you know, I, I think that you have to be pretty uh, pretty forthright with, with people. Yeah. And, hey, you know, we're, we're, we supposedly live in this... Uh, very open-minded society now. So right. I, I think, uh, you know, there's definitely a community for those folks. Yes, that's right. And I don't put them in the same category as uh, people who are transgender because they were, of course, born this way, which they didn't have any control over. Yeah. There was one character, though, in the documentary that didn't quite make sense. He was born with a penis, but no testicles. Yes. And he had testicle implants, but now it looks like he identifies as a woman. But at least the way it was described, with the exception of his testicles, everything else was pretty much male. Um, so I'm not sure what he's sort of doing here by presenting himself as female. Yeah, I think we only got halfway through the documentary, so maybe that's explained further. Uh, <laughs> do we want to watch more? <laughs> Well, we needed to uh, we needed to do this podcast. We, we needed a break, uh, so we'll, we we'll might find out what's going on yeah. there. All right. Well, I think that's enough from us. Let us know what you think on the social media platforms. Comment. We'll read your comments live and respond to you. And Garrick, that is a wrap. All right. Have a good one. Good day. <laughs>